Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The world turns, and a man passes from it, soaked by the heavy rain, saturated down to whatever might have passed for his soul these days. He'd lain his watch down beside a still image of his husband, and had waited patiently for hours. He'd told himself that his life couldn't have ended any other way than as it was, in the rain, bleeding out, cold and alone. Death, as he would learn, wasn't as certain a commodity as he'd imagined it to be. This passing would prove only to be the first of many for Andrew Indri. I've had this dream before. Is there any greater wonder in our world than that of a birth? The touch of life, a gift or perhaps more accurately, a power the human species has, for its tenure, largely taken for granted. What? Where am I? How is this possible? The power of life, harnessed. Resurrection was once considered the providence of miracle, now flayed and spread out before man at the behest of unrelenting scientific persistence. Such wonder abounds where I'm from, Mr. Indri. And some of my colleagues have even grown satisfied by it. Uh. Careful now. Take time to adjust to the realities of the flesh. The Lazarus machine is unfortunately not perfect. Not yet. I once imagined that if one were to find a way to unlock the touch of life, that their own hand might very well have become the hand of God himself, Naivete breeds such wonderful and idealistic theory. The unfortunate truth, I assure you, is that such advancement only creates more questions. Instinct was a hard act to shake, especially for a man who trained it to a razor's edge. As the world around him started to sharpen, to come into focus, 
the assassin who most had only dared refer to as the gentleman made quick notation of his surroundings. The room he found himself in could be best described as sterilely decadent. White walls, furniture and machines, all rimmed and decorated with strong, golden lines of Neo-Atlantean deco. Utility with an authoritarian flourish. The number one design preference of man-made gods, truly. Despite the hard elegance of the room's aesthetic, there were no personal items there at all. Nothing that didn't belong, be it a piece of artwork on a wall or a vase. No creature comforts to go along with the splendor. Not even a chair for the man who slowly paced around the cold slab where Andrew Indri now lay. You've always been a curiosity to me, Mr. Indri. Most subjects respond to resurrection by living through their final trauma, gasping for breath or clutching wounds that no longer exist, that never existed. Not you. Your mind is unsurprisingly unique. You've somehow moved on. It is the same each time, without fail. I don't dwell on things I can't change. Indeed. Fortunately for the both of us, there aren't a great many realities that cannot be manipulated or conquered outright given the appropriate allocation of resources and the time to do so. Possibility is malleable. You didn't answer my question. Where am I? And who the fuck are you? A question that is redundant as you've already assessed the answer, haven't you? Still, you want to hear it nonetheless, so I will oblige. You're atop the core, within the Kraken Megaplex. Very soon, your optical faculties will properly adjust to your surroundings, and you'll see that my skin is gray. We've been through this before. It is the result of my transition. You'll continue to buy time with more redundant questions as you work to identify possible weapons and formulate an escape plan. Sometimes you even succeed. I tell you this in hopes that we can avoid any unnecessary, wasteful delays. We have much work to do, you and I. It was as if the man's words were one step in front of that lightning-quick instinct the assassin had so greatly prized, had honed on his path to being the best killer for hire in the city. Calling the creature that paced the room a man might have been generous. It sure walked like one, played at mortality in its form. But this thing that spoke to him seemed too perfect, like an angel with an ashen skin. Much like the room in which he paced, jewelry and gold trimmed embellished the utilitarian lines of the suit, the being wall. These trappings were like everything else in this place, though. A formula for power, sterile and measured. You say this has happened before. This isn't the first time you brought me back then? Correct. You are an extremely versatile tool. One of a kind, actually. Since your death more than a year ago, we've used your skills 23 times to a 98% success rate. You have attempted to escape 8 times once your task is complete. This is impossible by design. We prefer to reuse and repurpose your material rather than resort to the rebirthing process, but... You've often proven yourself to be as unreasonable as you are useful. That's surprising. 
Doesn't sound like I have a lot of incentive to cooperate, now does it? You couldn't be more incorrect. It is my hope that you will one day agree to join us, Mr. Indri, here atop the core. Once you've given up whatever it is that's anchoring you, there is much work to be done yet before we reach that point, I'm afraid. Many more rebirths. One must earn his way into heaven through blood and deed. Mortality is a skin that must be shed with care. You mentioned I had a 98% success rate. That's not possible. I've never failed a mission. Until the last one, that was true. You failed to assassinate your target and took your own life before you could be identified. We were unable to harvest the memories from that iteration. It is my hope that the anomaly will not repeat this time. Well, now, I can say with all confidence that I've never made the same mistake twice. Hell, truth is, I can barely remember anything not working out exactly the way I meant it to. You should consider that. Now, who's our target this time? A criminal, Lin Fang Mian. She represents a complication that amounts mostly to, well, what might be considered a loose end left unresolved for far too long. When this job is complete, you will contact me for our next step. As I said, we have much to do, Mr. Indri. I don't work like that. Excuse me? You tell me the full scope of the job and leave nothing out. You can't tell me that my past, what are they, versions? Incarnations, reconstructions. Whatever, versions, agreed to work with partial details so that you can maintain an air of mystery. What happens after I kill the first one? You move on to the next. A gated, carefully timed exposure. A measured culmination of execution. One that isn't negotiable, Mr. Indri. Like you, I also do not make the same mistake twice. You will obey, carrying out this task to my specifications, or we shall do this again and again. Do we have an understanding? Well, shit. Seems you've covered all your bases. Left me without much of a choice. Alright then. We'll do it your way. For the time being. You will find gear to your specifications inside the lift through that door. From there, you will be escorted to a shuttle that will return you to the city below. Goodbye, Mr. Indri. You've been listening to Cybernautica Undertow, brought to you by Red Fathom Entertainment. This episode features the voice talents of A.R. Olivieri, as the gentleman Andrew Indry, Ryan Hoyle as the executor, Dan Bowd as the narrator. Undertow is directed by Amanda Hufford, written by Damian Sidlow, sound design by Chris Henry, with script editing by Jupiter Sanders. A special thank you to all of our incredible Patreon and Indiegogo backers who contributed funding to make this return to Neo Atlantis possible. If you'd like to support Red Fathom Entertainment in continuing to create Cybernautica and other great audio drama stories, please stop by our website at www.cybernauticapod.com and find any number of ways to support the show as well as follow us on Twitter at CybernauticaPod. 
We hope to see you again in Neo-Atlantis, listener. Look to the sea. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The first thing you need to know about the Vegas Sci-Fi Adventure podcast is that you're not just listening to someone tell you a story. You are stepping into a world. And Vega Rex, the woman at the center of this saga, is currently sitting at the top of it. This is not by accident. For millennia, the country Vega calls home has been carefully honing the skills of its state-contracted killers. And these so-called holy warriors have gotten real good at taking down the world's worst criminals. Or, as they would call it, cleansing. 400 kills into her career, Vega is the most decorated hunter there has ever been, and likely would have stayed that way if it had not been for him. An explosive encounter with the terrorist sets Vega on a path of revenge that is so thoroughly illegal that before this story is done, she will have risked it all, life, limb, and love, to satisfy her vengeance and keep her record of righteous kills perfect. My name is Ivoma Okoro, and I have so much more to tell you about this. Check out Vega, a sci-fi adventure podcast, anywhere you listen to them. Because, baby, I'm just getting started. <laughs>